When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sean and Joe, another episode, ready to go. They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between. Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show. I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight. They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate, listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate. It's the horror show. Hello everybody and welcome to The Horror Show, the show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Nothing. Um, nothing. Uh, uh, I, I started the show a little bit quickly here, uh, because I wanted to talk to you about the episode 183 of the Simpsons clip show, and uh, I wanted to okay. put it, I wanted to put it on fucking wax. <laughs> okay, Dude, that clip show episode fucking rocks. <laughs> the one with Troy McClure that hosts it with like all the I mean, deleted I, scenes. Remember when that was a thing? That was the fucking best. Yeah, I. Uh... I wish you gave me a heads up on it. I would have watched the episode. I, mean. I didn't, dude. I literally just finished it with James, like right before. Like I had no idea. I was like, "Oh shit," because we like we're we're going through the seasons. And by the way, this episode's about Congo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're going through the seasons, um, but we're kind of like I'm picking and choosing, and it's so funny because we started at the beginning. We're on season seven now. We started at the beginning, and the uh, the amount of episodes that you like need to see in each season increases like dramatically in season six and seven. Like everything before that, there was like two or three episodes, maybe, where you were like, "Oh, for sure, you have to see this. You have to see this. This is like some of the funniest shit." And dude, season six, it starts getting like that's like Bart goes to Australia. Uh, that's my favorite episode. That's it, that is my favorite Simpsons episode. It's so fucking good. And and when you watch them in order now and you have like you don't have the time space, you're like, dude, they like cranked up their writing a thousand percent. Cause it, it's just a laugh a fucking minute. Every it's a joke after joke after fucking joke in the show now. Yeah. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. And then season seven takes it and it it's still like, I was like, James, every single one of these episodes is fucking gold. Like, gold. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, remember when they were releasing the season, back when DVDs were a thing? Like, oh, The Simpsons God. made a big deal. They had, like, you know, special boxes for the DVD release. Yeah. And Paul, Brian, our friend Brian, and myself, 
I think we got up to season, like we collected up to season nine and we just go to each other's houses and fucking watch them. And, and seasons four through nine are like the funniest shit I've ever seen. Like still to this day. <laughs> hands down. Hands down. I forget all the other ones we watched. Today. We watched when like Homer gets morbidly obese, which is fucking insane. Oh, he's wearing a moo. When he's wearing a moo moo. <laughs> dude, dude. And of course, like it's so crazy that like James is 10. So probably around the time that age that I was season seven Simpsons. I'm going to look it up. We're probably close to the same age. Oh, no. Oh, wait. Season 7 was 96. Yeah, so I was... Yeah. Yeah, right now I'd be 10. Like, right around this time. So, uh, yeah, so James, like, you know, Bart saying, I washed myself with a rag on a stick. Like, James, like, lost his fucking mind. And I was like, that's so crazy. That shit holds up, like... <laughs> fucking 30 years or whatever it is basically it's like <laughs> that shit still holds up like the exact thing and he was like is that a famous like line like is that a famous and i was like yes like that is like people say that shit still <laughs> like remember when lisa is defending her dad on the school bus being like he's not that fat like he, he, he's just gained a little weight and she looks out the window and he's driving the ice cream truck shoving shoving ice cream into his mouth <laughs> it what sucks about that though is they reveal Homer's weight in that episode, and it's he's 237 pounds, which, <laughs> dude, brother, like, I'm, like, so close to that, it, like, hurt my fucking heart. <laughs> and then he's only trying to get up to 300, and I was like, dude, like, what an insane representation of 300 pounds. Like, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> he has no fucking neck in that episode. <laughs> fucking nuts anyway yeah congo so congo now let me tell you about this simpsons episode um (laughs) just do a whole fuck we should have done that for april fools fuck dude put it in the bank that would be good just keep talking about the simpsons like it's the intro and then say goodbye at the end (laughs) that's so good um yeah we did congo 1995 Oh, yeah. So I guess we should first say uh, this is our first entry into April. Uh, oh, yes. April, which people are theme. just stealing. Hey, hey, you know what, Sean? After watching Congo, they can fucking have it. You can fucking steal steal it away from me. You can have April. I'm fine. I can <laughs> see. Go, go for it. Think <laughs> Congo. <laughs> shove it up your fucking ass. <laughs> fucking go for it. Congo is something else, man. Congo. <sighs> So, okay, this is clearly, this is clearly the result of Jurassic Park, right? Jurassic Park it is. starts this, all of this nonsense. It does. And you and I are old enough to remember, like, the hype behind both Jurassic Park and Congo. And I think I've said it on this show before. Congo had like a very real hype. Like this was going to be the next Jurassic, like the next big thing since Jurassic Park. This is going to like put you in that world that Jurassic Park put you in and just completely yeah. blow you away. And I remember being so excited for this. So excited. Well, you know what I was thinking when I was watching it was um, one of the things that I remembered rewatching this was the hype around the eyeball scene. Mm. And that happened so early. <laughs> The first three minutes. (laughs) 
for a second, I was I was thinking for a second, I was like, hey, this might be um like more of a horror movie. Like I never like I don't know, I haven't seen it in fucking forever, but there's like a bunch a decent amount of gore at the beginning where I was like, oh shit, maybe this is movie's like kind of cooler than I thought. Uh it's not. And Bruce Campbell. Dude, <laughs> Bruce Campbell. Dude, if if they that the first five minutes I have zero problem with. Bruce's like he even gives you the the ash face like yeah. screams into the camera like he does in Evil Dead. So like right there, you're pretty sold. And then what the fuck happens for the next hour and 20 minutes? I have this is the most like all-star ensemble cast perhaps, yes. we've perhaps ever covered. And all they do, they do, they introduce each character one at a time and they just fucking talk. They talk a mile a minute. You have Joey Pantaleone in like the smallest role of all time. Dude. Never stop talking. Oh, no. Never stop talking to me is on the screen. <laughs> fucking unbelievable. I, it was crazy. And you are right. This is a legendary 90s cast. A cast that just exemplifies the 90s. You have Laura Linney as Dr. Ross. Um... Ernie Hudson as Captain Kelly. You got Tim Curry playing a Romanian philanthropist. <laughs> Can I interrupt you for one second? I just want yes. to highlight that Ernie Hudson playing Captain Monroe Kelly. Uh, Ernie Hudson himself claims this is his personal favorite role from his entire career. <laughs> you know what? I can feel no. that. I can feel that. I can no. feel no, but I can feel it in his performance. He was feeling great. He was feeling great. His performance is like I mean, I'm not saying it's good, but you could tell he was just happy to be there. If I, I can concede I can concede to that a little bit. And and it's like a stronger like a stronger starring role for him. Oh, like, for sure. You know, especially for like Ghostbusters, he's not in the forefront. But come on, dude. The Congo is your f- personal favorite role. Well, oh, wait. Stop. Okay, wait. Sorry. If you but, said my personal favorite effort, yeah, fine. My I personal forgot. favorite role. I also forgot that he was in Ghostbusters <laughs> 1 and 2. <laughs> what were you comparing it to? I wasn't thinking about anything in his discography. I was just thinking about <laughs> the statement itself and then forgetting that he's like literally immortalized forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> In one of the biggest movies of all time that generations will know right. him from. Yeah. yeah. Forever. He's in the crow. Dude, he's in the crow. Like, <laughs> he's in very popular movies. Yeah. Uh, also has Grant Hasloff in this, who was just every fucking sidekick in the 90s. Every side. He looks like. I think I said this about somebody recently, but wait, was it Grant? Did we just do a movie with Grant? But he looks like the 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 bad ghost from the movie Ghost, the fucking freak on the subway that teaches Patrick Swayze to like move things. I feel like you might have said that, but do you know he went on to like huge to me unrecognized fame with his directing and writing. Did you know this? Uh, what 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 did what did he direct? He has directed uh, Waiting for Woody, uh, The Men Who Stare at Goats, and that's it. That's all he directed. But he he produced. Wait, he produced. He 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 wrote and produced Good Night and Good Luck, which is Academy Award nominated. Yeah. Um, he produced. Uh, <laughs> that's it. No, I'm joking. He produced. <laughs> he produced. <laughs> he produced Argo. Okay. Argo, the, he's won a bunch of awards for that, and uh, the Monument Men produced, wrote, 
What else? Suburbicon. He's a big Clooney guy, huh? He is. Him and Clooney are like partners. Like, I guess they do all this shit together. I don't know why. How does the Clooney hook up with this guy? They must have just been struggling actors in the 90s, right? Uh, I don't know. Also, Joe, I think you might have told that story in The Scorpion King. He's in The Scorpion King. Oh, man, you made made that comment that he looks like... Hey, like yeah. He does. He looks he, like the fucking guy. Yeah, I guy. think you did say it then. I don't think we did anything else. He's been in... Fucking, dude, he was in Wait, the, we didn't do The Scorpion King. Yeah, we did. No? The Mummy. No, we did The Mummy. Yeah. Oh. Is he in The Mummy? No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen. Grant Heslov. There you go, guys. Uh, so he's in this. You got Bruce Campbell, as we mentioned. As Charles Joe Don Baker, Buford Pusser. <laughs> is that his name? Is that his Buford name? Pusser. <laughs> Pusser. Uh, <laughs> you're Bufusi. You're Bufusi. You're Bufurdsi. Um, Joe Don Baker playing Joe Don Baker as always. Just. <laughs> Just the guy has the best career, <laughs> dude. Dude, he he is because he just spends one half of the movie being like, "Okay, little lady, like just calm down. I'm doing the right thing," and then at the end being like, "You fucking piece of shit," <laughs> <laughs> losing his fucking mind. Uh, Joe Pent, I always call him Pent. Pent- Joey Lo- Pants. Joey, Joey Pants. Pantoliano. Um, Mary Ellen Trainers in it. And Frank Welker does the voice of the gorillas. He has, that man has 860 voice acting credits wow. to his name. The motherfucker is working. Um, now. We got, we got Dylan Walsh. Can't can't forget Dylan Walsh. Nip Tuck. Uh, yeah, you can. Was, you can forget that. Peter, I mean, he's a main character. Hey, fun. I know. And you know what's funny? I, uh, I wrote his name down and then I deleted it. I was like, nah, I'm not going to highlight this fucking guy. I don't care if he's the main fucking guy or not. Fucking. He's the only fucking about, sad sack on the screen. What about uh, Delroy Lindo? He's... he's- Pretty great in this movie. There was there was a bunch of names I actually left off that were still like really good, but these were like to me this is like '90s fucking legends right here. Like they were, they were doing all sorts of shit in the '80s and '90s. Uh, Yeah, and Shayna Fox was the voice of Amy, who was speaking of the '90s, uh, the voice of Rocket. I forget the character's name, but Rocket Power. Oh, okay, okay. I never watched that, but I know what you're talking about. The cartoon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and Frank Marshall directed it. He directed Arachnophobia. Um, yep. He didn't really go on to do much else after that. Uh, which... He was like, dude, he released Arachnophobia, and then he released... Uh, I, I there was something in between. Was, uh, 93, but it was moderately successful. And then he did this, and he did nothing until like Snow Dogs with Paul Walker and so Cuba Gooding in weird. 2008. It's such a weird fucking thing. And then he goes on to do like music documentaries. Um. And it's written by John Patrick Shanley, who did Moonstruck, Joe versus the Volcano. So, like, and and talk about the opening weekend real quick. They were expecting to do 13 million opening weekend. They do 25 million. Mm-hmm. And they end with 152 million worldwide on a $50 million budget. So, what could go exactly. wrong? What could go wrong, Joe? What is What could go wrong with this fucking movie? Also... Based on a Michael Crichton book, so you're you got a draw. Yeah. 
um, Michael Crichton was going to direct it. He actually wrote it to for as a movie, um, and then decided against it because of certain things he disagreed with. Um, changing. Oh, because they couldn't use a real gorilla for Amy, so he was like, "I'm fucking out." Sean, <laughs> that is so insane. That <laughs> it's so stupid. That a he thought that would work, and b that that's why he blocked on this project. Hey, hey Michael Cryer, how were you gonna get the real gorilla to do fucking sign language? <laughs> fucking dope. Oh. Real quick, the director did Alive, the movie Alive in 93, which was a pretty big success. And with apologies, because I know people will correct me, I said Snow Dogs. It was the movie Eight Below in 2006, <laughs> yeah. which I think Snow Dogs came out the same year. It was like very stupid and similar, but this one was uh, Paul Walker. Now, irrelevant. Now, crazy to me during this is when I find out that Michael Crichton was directing movies. Yeah, he did. Uh, What's that show that's on MTV now? Um, not MTV. What am I talking about? That's Westworld. on HBO now. Westworld. Westworld. Yeah, he directed the movie. Dude, directed Westworld, directed Coma, The Great Train Robbery, also wrote all these, Looker, Physical Evidence. Then he just writes Jurassic Park, Rising Sun, Twister. That's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. That's nuts. And then he wrote fucking ER. This yeah. guy, this guy is... F- got money <laughs> michael Crichton. i'd like some cash please well i think he's dead so no is he cool michael Crichton's pretty dead? sure he, i'm pretty sure he died oh my word 2008 wow 66 yeah not old at all well, that's i don't like that <laughs> don't like hearing about <laughs> Um, okay, R.I.P. Sorry, R. I. P. Sorry to be the one Crate. to break the news. <laughs> R.I.P. Michael Crate. Uh The AV's cl- somebody from the AV club. I cannot say this name. Vish- Vishnevetsky. Vishnevetsky said uh, Congo was full of goofy pleasures, like delectably goofy lasers and mutant killer apes, calling it one of the most enjoyable films that came out. Of the post-Jurassic Park period. What a piece of shit. <laughs> so anything from 1993 to now is technically the post-Jurassic Park period. Right. right? But I think he's anything talking else? I think he's talking about like that post-Jurassic Park like uh like animal or nature big budget thing. You know, like the volcanoes. I still, I, I, I mean, it's still wrong. Okay, we can still condense it to that, and he's still a fucking idiot. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> like this, I is see like a lot of reviews. Too. Yes, I see a lot of reviews that are like, "This is like almost every review that I read from you know like peers or, or other people on Letterboxd and stuff are like, this movie sucks.' But a lot of people were like, "It's so bad, it's good." I, I dude, I don't agree with that at all. I don't agree with that. I don't think it's a fun watch. Whatsoever. It's four hours long. I mean, it's not. It is the longest two-hour movie I've ever Dude, seen, and it I mean was brutal. that. Like, I, no, I, 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 I honestly, it took me forever to watch it. Like, I, it was so fucking boring. Um, and similarly, you know, we did Scream Six last week, and we got some comments, of course. And you know, a lot of people like trying to compare it to other things, or be like, if you don't like this, then why do you like this? Blah blah blah. But it's like, it, it it's kind of similar with this, where it's like. Yeah, sure. Like they're kind of similar to to these those other movies, but there's nothing fun about this. Like there's nothing fun about this. 
You know, like in Scream 6, I, we, I gave it the benefit of the doubt because it was at least fun. Like, it's just fucking fun. You can, you know, you could be a piece of shit, but you could be fun. This isn't fun. Like, this is not fun. Like, <laughs> I had no fun watching this. Um, and it gets nominated for a shitload of Razzies. It does. Amy it the does. Talking Gorilla nominated for Worst New Star <laughs> and Worst Supporting Actress. Honestly, rightfully so. <laughs> Agreed. The The uselessness of that entire thing is so crazy to me. Um, it's so crazy. Like that, that whole, that whole Amy, th- dude, there are so many stories happening in this one movie that like, they don't even... Dude, the great gorilla thing is like a fucking afterthought, and then it's the entire climax ending. I know. That was the most also, bizarre thing. That was insane. Dude, you're you're right. They they cram too much in. And like everything that these people are finding out about is like the most the most significant find or discovery of their lifetime. And they all just like brush it off and just move on to the next thing. And the next thing that happens to him is like the biggest thing that will ever happen in their lifetime. Yeah. And none of them seem to give a shit and it's just so rushed and then like gets put on the back burner. Yeah. It's so fucking weird. Uh, Shanley gets worse screenplay. Uh, the producers get worse picture and the director gets worse director all nominated. None of them won, which well, who won? Do we have the winners? I, uh, of course. I, I love, I love the Razzies, man. Um, Wait, what is this? Wait, did they change the way? Whoa. Did Wikipedia? Sorry. Huh? Um, That's crazy. So, wait, 1995 Razzies? Razzies? Y- yeah. The 15th Raz- Raspberries. Uh, so, is this the right one, though? 94? No, I think I got to go to 16. It's got to be Showgirls. Showgirls fucking swept. Oh, was that that year? I think so. 95. Showgirls. Showgirls. Yeah. Oh, uh, worst picture was Showgirls. Uh, worst actor was Paulie Shore in Jury Duty, which is bullshit. <laughs> fucking bullshit. <laughs> Actually, you know what? You're right. That is bullshit. Who else was nominated? Kevin Costner in Waterworld. Kyle McLaughlin in Showgirls. Keanu Reeves in Johnny Mnemonic and A Walk in the Clouds, which, listen, Keanu's cool, but, like, Johnny Mnemonic fucking dog shit. (laughs) No, that's kind of good. Sylvester Stallone in Assassins and Judge Dredd. Okay, whatever. Uh, Worst actors. What what were the worst picture noms? Worst picture. Worst picture was Showgirls, Congo, Mm -hmm. It's Pat. The Scarlet, <laughs> the Scarlet Letter, and Waterworld. Julia Sweeney wasn't nominated. She she was nominated for worst actress. Oh, okay, <laughs> thank God. The, but she didn't win. She did not. Elizabeth Berkeley did, which I feel like is not fair. <laughs> okay. I, okay. When was the last time you watched Showgirls? Are we watching Showgirls for the show? <laughs> yeah, we should. We should, uh, absolutely. I feel like it's not that bad. I kind of agree. I wonder how I'd feel now. Like, I feel like the movie sucked. Like, I feel like the movie probably isn't fun to watch. It's probably like a fucking slog. But, like, 
I feel like it's not like bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like if I feel like if it's I don't know. I feel like I it would be an okay movie per se, right? Like, dude, the worst screen couple was any combination of people or body parts in Showgirls was the winner. <laughs> That's fucking. Dude, we should do. We should do like once a year a Razzies month and just pick like a oh, year from the Razzies and just, that'll be our our four weeks like the four movies that were nominated that's a fucking amazing idea I w- yes yes I think we should do that that's a fucking great idea oh that, so I, that I will talk about so it's Pat and Waterworld all fucking day dude dude Waterworld I saw on my birthday and I was so pumped and I've like never been more fucking bored in my life and all I mean, that's ultimate. I'm- Wait, what? Sorry. I was gonna. Sorry. I, I, I was gonna say that's ultimately the problem with Waterworld. I don't know if it's necessarily a bad movie, but much like Congo, it must have just been a '95 thing. Like yeah. it was pitched to us as such like an epic, like action movie. You, you know, like you, the the way who the the way the trailers and the marketing was. We're like, I can't wait to see this fucking movie. It's gonna be nonstop yeah. action. Like. It's going to be absolutely insane. And then it's just a guy like f- fucking floating in water for 90 Drink, Drinking his own piss. They are, all these movies from 95 also seem to only have one scene that fucking matters and locked kids into <laughs> going to go see it. Including Showgirls, right? Like full frontal on Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Like that's all. That's all I needed. Congo. There's a ripped out eyeball. Done. Count me yes. in. Sign me the fuck up. Waterworld. Kevin Costner drinks his own piss. Sign me up. Where do I? I have never seen that in a movie. I'm 10 years old. <laughs> Show me the piss drinking. I need to see it. Like, that, that it's, was their thing. Fucking, what was, what, what was the hook for It's Pat for kids to go on? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Just that it was fucking insane. Maybe, maybe when Ween shows up in the van. But, like, why did I? Dude, I, well, I don't know. How did I see it's Pat? I mean, I know my dad showed it to me, but it might have been on Comedy Central when I finally saw it. Um, God, I fucking love it. Um, I love it's Pat. Uh... Sorry, I'm people, still... People, people who hate us uh, going on tangents are going to love this episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, worst remake or sequel? Get ready for this. Get ready for this. What was nominated? This is fucking insane. Ace Ventura when nature calls. I'll kill him. That's fucking psychotic. That is fucking, (laughs) fucking psychotic. Two, three, four, five. And they nominated five things. So usually they can go lower than that, but they did five. Oh, that's rough. That, that makes me mad. That makes, what were the, the other remake or sequels? Um, uh, the Scarlet Letter, which I don't even... Robert Duvall, Demi Moore, and Gary Oldman. Back when Gary Oldman was doing, like, long hair roles, so fucking gross. He's... I don't like him. I actually, I actually don't like him. Ace Ventura, When Nature Calls. <laughs> Gary Oldman's fucking weird, dude. He's fucking Oldman weird. rocks, dude. Dude, only, in, only as Commissioner G. And that's it. <laughs> No, that's dude, it. No, that's that's it. I hate that fucking guy. I hate the way he looks. Leon I hate the, the way professional. Go- was he Leon? No. Leon's uh, <laughs> Leon's an old French guy. He's the, he's that's the- what I was about to say. Did he go French? Like, did he go full method <laughs> French? Because, like, for a second, like, wait, shave Gary Oldman, 
shave his fucking head, you know, put him in a little dumb hat and glasses. And you're like, wait, that might, is that him? No, it's Gene Reno. <laughs> oh, yes, Gene Reno. This is Sid and Nancy in the Sid and Nancy movie. <laughs> Um, Dracula, dude. Again, another weird ass long hair role that no it's one great. wants to see. Him. It's great. <laughs> um, Doctor Jekyll and Miss Hyde, which I don't know that one. I don't either. But it has the woman. Um, her name's Sean. Um, she's from Ace Ventura. Ace Ventura. Yeah, uh, Sean Young. Yeah, Sean Young. She's in it. Um, Showgirls. What? What is that a remake of? A remake of a 1950s drama movie called All About Eve and The Lonely Lady. A 1983 drama. There's, that's there, not there, true. I've I don't seen All About true. Eve. There's no, way, there's no way Showgirls are a remake of that. Dude, they, they, they just wanted We're to nominate it. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing Showgirls. Uh, and Village of the Dam, 1995, John Carpenter. Jay Carp. Huh. I love that movie. Hey, speaking speaking of Jay Carp, he was offered to direct Conga. And he was like, no, you're you fucking out of your fucking mind. <laughs> uh, also, speaking of, uh, we talked about recasting uh, Escape from New York last week, and we got a lot of messages saying that they should cast Kurt Russell's Kurt's kid. Son. Yeah, that's a great choice. That's it works. Great. It that's works. They should do. I don't want but, it, though. No, I want I want something rock. weird. I want something. I want Gary Oldman in a long wig again. Oh, now uh, we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, uh, back to fucking Congo. We can start this fucking episode now. What Julia Sweeney? Ju- Julia Sweeney is in Snake Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> but as it's Pat, it's Pat. Yeah, of course. <laughs> With the big pillow in her fucking front of her <laughs> stomach and crotch. Oh. Mr. President. <laughs> Yo, that's fucking nuts. Dude, I, need, I need that. Dude, dude, if Mad TV were around right now, we could be the writers for it easily with our pitches. Actually, we could because they'd be like, hey, guys, it's. 2023 no literally no one, no one will get this about. reference or give a fuck what you're talking about it's pat <laughs> basically deleted every copy of that movie um <laughs> it's fucking insane so all right let's let's get into the movie and we could just hit on some key points here because it, it, it's a lot of talking it is an astounding amount of talking that's what I was saying before. You get introduced one character, like, one piece at a time, and then they just don't shut the fuck up until they introduce another character, in, and then they just take over. Or, or yeah, they introduce a character, or it's an introduction to a new plot line, or a new thing that we're supposed to care about, and we're like, oh, okay, and then you just get talking again to explain it all, and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? And the fact that this blew my mind. That all of these characters that we know, like from your memory, like if you're thinking about Congo, you're like, yeah, I, I remember the doctor, Amy's handler, you know, Tim Curry, blah, 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 blah. The fact that none of these people like know each other and are just somehow brought together on the same fucking plane is insane. <laughs> Dude, 
the same plane and they're in the most <laughs> the most life threatening situation. Not even the mission they're going on; they're just in the middle of a, a war torn country. The airport that they land at is is literally being bombed as they're getting off the plane. And Ernie Hudson, <laughs> Ernie, and dude, so much money is changing hands; it's fucking unreal. Dude, Ernie, Ernie Hudson is, is you would say he's like the main hero, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger. Which I was not expecting. He pulls a gun on a person within the first three minutes of us meeting him. Just, just a military right officer. A military officer. Somebody going to stop the war that's happening in the background. He pulls a gun on and is like, give me your fucking car. Guy's going to try to go end the war. And Ernie Hudson's like, fucking beat it. We got a tour to go on. Hey, hey, you know what? Since, since we just said there's a lot of talking and it's a little bit harder to go scene by scene when there's a lot of talking, mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Yes. What is your favorite scene in this movie? You have to have you have to have one. I, 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 no, I do. I do. I, I, I mean, I have a bunch. Um, there's 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 a it's all at the end. Right. Because it's the only time anything happens. Um, I did. I thought I had a note in here about. Which one was my favorite? But I don't think I I don't think I do. Um, but I mean, if I have to go off the top of my head, it's 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 the monkeys all ready to kill Peter, who is Amy's handler. The gray gorillas are about to kill him, and Amy shows up and is like, "Ugly monkeys, ugly monkeys!" And they're all like, "All right, take it easy." And then they all back off and don't kill him, don't rip his fucking face apart. <laughs> Which, which worth noting, they're like they're, they're fucking like monsters. <laughs> right, they, right. They are a murderous clan of monkeys. They're literally tearing people's bodies apart and like throwing the body parts as weapons. And and Amy shows up yeah, and they, just they calls throw, them ugly. <laughs> throw a decapitated head at the at the squad. Uh, <laughs> but Amy calls them ugly and they're like, hey, hey, that's not very nice, but okay. Like, and they back the fuck off, like, for no reason. Amy is not a, a threat. They would literally f- just r- rip her to shreds. That is, yeah, Amy is not a threat no. to any of those monkeys. No. That's a good choice. That's a good scene. <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite? My absolute favorite scene in this movie is when Joey Pants shows up and he is just talking about selling amy he's like hey we gotta we gotta sell this monkey. he's like we gotta sell this monkey he's like monkeys are worth a lot of money over here and then amy speaks which to any human being on earth if they heard a talking monkey they would just absolutely lose their mind especially somebody who's just trying to sell it they would absolutely lose their mind like that that is the most like outrageous thing you could come across and joey pants just keeps driving and just casually looks over his shoulder. He goes, whoa, a talking monkey. <laughs> Dude, it's so fucking weird. And there's moments that this happened. Speaking of that, like reaction, Tim Curry is introduced and he has a very thick Russian accent. I shouldn't say thick. It's an, it's, it's Romanian. A, it's Romanian, Romanian and it sucks. It's it cartoonish. It's cartoonish sucks. is what I mean to say. Like a cartoonish, almost Borat style fucking accent. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh, it's just me. And you're that like, is. <laughs> you're like, oh, that's weird. But like at first you're like, you think he's actually acting. And then he turns into Literally just a sight gag the whole movie. He's just like gulping and being like <laughs> the entire rest of the movie. <laughs> That's probably my second favorite scene is when he's eating uh, 
Delroy Lindo's sesame cake, and he's just like gulping it down. Like, <laughs> like, what is the what is the problem with eating a sesame cake? What is a sesame cake? Do I? I don't even no, think I, know. I, I think it's no. I think it's just the fact that this guy's like a broke fucking loser, and he's like this military guy knew Tim Curry and was like was there to let the rest of the group know that Tim Curry is a piece of shit and they should probably just kick him out of their group right now. And Tim Curry's just eating a fucking sesame cake. And the guy's like, you have no fucking money. Like, stop eating my fucking sesame cake. All right, all right. Well, the way that they acted, I thought it was like, maybe it had a different meaning or something. No. Just gulping it and just being like, <laughs> And then like not knowing what to do. It's fucking insane. No, it's just Tim Curry doing fucking visual gags for for the rest of the fucking movie just it, constantly just being like Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> i know and like you said he's like a, he's like a playboy philanthropist yeah. when he's introduced and very serious and like menacing like there's like he looks at his necklace and you're like oh this guy's a bad guy fun fact he's not even that bad of a guy he's just a fucking ske- schemer yeah, he did. he's a shyster, he, yeah. and he's on hard times. But yeah, he's not that big of a piece of shit. But yeah, when you're introduced to him, he's sitting in the audience watching like the presentation on Amy, and he's just like you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> caressing his beard here. Like, oh, by the way, what the dots he are he is connecting when he's watching this? Because I'm thinking I haven't seen it in fucking forever, right? So I'm thinking like, oh, does Tim Curry like try to sell her or do whatever? I don't know what his plan is. The dots he connects when he sees Amy and what he's thinking is so illogical and fucking insane that it's nuts. And he explains it like he says it. It's not a thought. It's not like maybe this is what he's thinking. He tells you literally he's like, I saw that fucking monkey finger pain and eyeball and I knew that that monkey would lead us to the lost city of the Congo. The eye of providence, the you know the thing that's on the dollar bill, the, the Illuminati sign. But he, th- yeah, he knows that it would lead him to that place in the Congo, a place that was like undiscovered and that there was rumors about, like it was a mythological land. It's, it's and Amy was up. never in the jungle. Amy doesn't know where the fucking <laughs> place is. And what? And dude, the eye that Amy draws is so fucking shitty that there's no, there's nothing that would make you think that it was the same eye. You, you would not. You would not. It was so fucking nuts. It was so fucking nuts. That was a great scene, though. Um, so we open in uh, Mount Mukenko. I don't know if that's real or not. We see an expedition crew. Uh, we get a CGI scene of a satellite flying in space that probably cost half their budget. Sean, Sean, Sean. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to talk to about that first, and I actually forgot about it. This, yes, the satellite scene, but then we get like the the images on the computer yeah. the CIA is using. Those are the shittiest fucking graphics I've ever seen. And this is 1995, so this is two years after Jurassic Park. Yes, this, this is the is same unreal. year that a, it's unreal. It's the same year that Apollo 13 came out. Yes. Dude, dude, the actual Apollo mission probably had better graphics on their computer than what the CIA was using here. It honestly was so fucking unbelievable how shitty it was. It, like, took me out of the movie immediately. <laughs> and, like, it's science fiction. Just make it look nicer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nuts. Dude, kids are going to have to look at this shit, like, these fake computer things and be like, what the fuck were we thinking? Like, um, yeah. but it probably cost them a fortune to do that, though. Um it probably cost him a ton. Uh, we meet Laura Linney, who's Dr. Ross. She's in Houston. She gets a call from Bruce Campbell, her ex. Uh, dude, the 90s loved exes that worked together. 
they, they that was like a, the biggest thing. It was always like two people that are divorced, and it's like, oh, here she comes. But they're like still in love, and then like they have to work side by side. Yeah, I can't think of a bigger nightmare. Uh, dude, especially in the position that they're in. Yes, the most most high stakes, like low reward missions that they're going on. You can't have feelings of all. And then the no. throw and the add on top of it. His uh, dad's the boss. Closer, it's his fucking dad. <laughs> so much nepotism. Um, Bruce Campbell, though, has found a diamond that makes laser beams. So that's plot number one. That's plot number one. So stupid. Plot number two <laughs> is that while everyone is celebrating finding these diamonds, um, uh, well, no, that's not true. They find the diamonds, and then Charles, who's who is Bruce, uh, and this guy Jeffrey, fucking go raw dog and swim in Congo swamps. Just raw dog, just fucking gator. Who knows what the fuck's in there? They just jump in in their clothes. Like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? But they find this ancient city, um, uh, and Bruce is sitting there, and he feels something hit him, and he's like, what the hell is that? Picks it up. It's an eyeball. And... Uh, him and his whole camp are killed by these gray gorillas. Uh, pretty, pretty graphic. It's pretty cool. I liked it a lot. Um, but now we, now we are in plot two, which is Laura Linney is sent to the Congo to retrieve Charles because she doesn't see Charles is dead. She just sees that a bunch of people are dead, but there's two people missing. So she's like, that's actually not what happens. That would be that would make too much sense. Joe Don Baker shows up and is like, "I need those diamonds." And then she's like, "You don't give a shit about your son." And he's like, "No." And then she's like, "If you tell me it's for your son, I'll go." And he's like, "Okay, it's for my son." And she's like, "Okay." And then she goes, <laughs> "Dude, not only that, she's like, but if I." <laughs> I wish I honestly was like that bluntly laid out because that's so much funny the way that you just said. But that is essentially what happened. And then, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, go find my son." And she's like, "All right, but I swear, if I find out it's just because of the diamonds, I'm gonna fucking kill you." And then, hey, spoiler alert! I'm just gonna jump ahead to the end. Uh, she finds the diamonds. And he's like, "Oh, thank God!" And she's like, "Yeah, but your son's dead." And he's just like, "But you got the diamonds." And she's like, "You fucking promised me." <laughs> It's so unreal, dude, because there's nothing, dude, he is, in that opening scene, he's like, you have to go get those fucking diamonds. Like, I know everyone just died, but you got to go get those diamonds. And she's like, what about your kid? Like, yeah, the, like, he's not going to, ch- what? Like, of course he lied to you. What are you saying? <laughs> I was actually confused about that scene because I was like, are we supposed to know, are we supposed to. Like, Lori Linney, Laura Linney knows, right? Like, in my head, I was like, she knows that that's not the case. He doesn't give a fuck about his kid. But then at the end, her reaction is so unreal. Like, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. It's like the hardest acting in the entire movie. She's furious at Joe Don Baker. <laughs> and also, she is a CIA operative. How does she not? The entire movie, I was like, oh, yeah, th- like, Bruce is dead. There, nobody, no viewer is ever, like... How does she not know Bruce is dead? And how how is she holding on to that the entire movie? And honestly, I forgot that was like a subplot. Yeah. Because, because like, they won't talk about it. But then, like, 
every 45 minutes, she'll be like, are you saying there's a chance he's still alive? Like, even Ernie Hudson's like, yeah, out here, people aren't really dead until they're really dead. Ernie. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah. What the fuck are we talking about? He's this like, guy's dead. He's like, because this clan of the ghost people, plot number three, uh, the ghost people of the island, <laughs> they show up and they, they speak to Ernie Hudson and they're they're like, he's dead. And then Laura Linney's like, oh, fuck. And he's like, yeah, don't worry. That just, they have a lot of meanings for dead. What? What do you... <laughs> Then fucking ask him to elaborate, Ernie. What do you What do you mean? You're just gonna <laughs> find out? <laughs> what, what, like, the fuck? You just leave it at that. Uh, it's it's fucking bizarre. Um, then we go to also, Amy the gorilla. Everyone there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. One more no. thing on that. But everyone there should have just been like, "Hey, Laura. Uh, he was killed on camera. Like, I know you couldn't find his body afterwards, but you were watching his attack on fucking camera. Like, he is dead. No, his attack was off camera." I thought he was on because oh that's right they yeah, they, yeah. they oh they went back on and they saw all the corpses yeah there. yeah yeah it was at the camp it was at the camp but listen to me the, she knows <laughs> okay all right everyone's the fucking minute, dead right, everyone's fucking yes. dead <laughs> uh, and you and they saw a gray gorilla now they do not talk about this gray gorilla at all until they get deeper into the movie when we're about to see them and. It, it's an afterthought. It's it's so fucking weird because I thought that that was the 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 bones of the movie, the basis. Like it was yeah. like Jurassic Park, but with monkeys, right? 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 But it's not. Dude, but I was actually worried. <laughs> it is at the end, but, but I was actually worried that they just weren't going to show us any of the gray monkeys because you get nothing, yeah, and then you get a monkey running out, and you get the shakiest, shittiest cam. That you've ever seen in your entire life, so you can't make out the monkey or anything. I was like, oh my god, they're not even going to show us this. Like my whole life is a lie, <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Well, you do get them. They're fucking disgusting. They honestly were probably on screen more, and then the MPAA was like, no, get no. <laughs> yeah. Shit's fucking gross. That shit's fucking weird. You and fucking showgirls will both be NC seventeen. Um. <laughs> we'll do it again. So we meet Amy the gorilla, which I forgot about. I, I honestly forgot about Amy um, until I started watching it. Uh, who loves painting and has nightmares at night, which I, I thought might have played a bigger role in it, but it doesn't. Um, they just throw that in randomly. Peter's like, "Are her nightmares okay?" And they're like, "Yeah, thank goodness." And I was like, "Oh, this is gonna this this, is, this should mean something to this plot." It does not. It does not. Um, Amy is part of Project Amy, which has created a sign language robot glove that allows that makes the sign language speak. Yeah. No, here's my issue. <laughs> Peter Peter's presenting this at a at a conference, and he says animals can talk. Peter. The fucking robot voice is so unnecessary. You taught an animal sign language. It's talking. The fake voice is not her voice. Like what we I don't I I I could not wrap my head around that <laughs> that's the entire actually, movie. That's actually the funniest fucking point. Like, yeah, teaching a monkey sign language and it doing it back to you. That is the victory. That's a great point. That, that is it. It is 
talking and understand is communicating with you. Adding a Holy robot shit. to its, adding a robot to its arm that is just decoding its sign language and being like, "Hi, Amy, me, Amy," is not what. It, what is? The, who gives a fuck? <laughs> fuck. Gives a you fuck. just ruined this movie even more for me. That no, is- it makes no sense. And throughout the movies, they're like, "Oh my god!" Throughout the movies, they're like, "A." Oh, fucking talking animal no it's not like yes it is but the voice is not the thing but that's the thing when they hear the voice they're like what it's like yeah that's- that is so fucking funny holy it's shit so nuts that's, that's unbelievable you, you yeah the breakthrough is the sign language like yes. it's communicating with you it's it is not talking. talking it's not talking it's vocal cords are not Correct. doing that it's and then like talking. And then they're like, oh, well, thank God. Now we could go to the Congo and Amy can translate other gorillas. It's like, no, she could have done that without the fucking robot pack. She has the ability of sign language. Like, it's fucking nuts. It's fucking crazy. Um, Fuck, that's good. It's fucking insane. In the crowd is Tim Curry, who we uh, mentioned, uh, who's carrying around a bunch of ancient artifacts for some reason. We'll find that out later. Kind of. Not really. It doesn't matter. Peter, (laughs) Peter is Amy's handler. Um, and realizes after 8,000 pictures that Amy has drawn of green things that she, she's been drawing for fucking 10 years while in captivity. Peter's like, I think she wants to go to the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> fucking good job, buddy. Uh, yes, she does want to go back to the jungle. That is that is where she wants to go. Um, and Tim Curry, uh, so, so Peter goes to the college and it's like i want to take this monkey to the jungle for some reason and the college is like no no why would we do that and then fucking tim curry just shows up and is like i'll pay for everything because he and by the way peter's richard who's peter's partner is like hey that guy seems fucked up and peter's like peter who's probably one of the smartest men in the world for teaching a gorilla how to sign language uh, is like, you fucking jerk. Like just fucking go. And turns out the guy has no fucking money. And at that point he should have been kicked off the fucking trip. Cause they hadn't left yet. They find this out <laughs> at the fucking airport. This man brings zero value to the team. Now <laughs> that should have been a plot reveal at like the very end. Right. Like he just make, keeps making promises. And right. Like, oh, wait, he's a fraud. <laughs> right. Or they get to the Congo and now he has no money to get like a nice plane. So they have to do like the war torn thing. Something like that. They find out before they leave. And for some reason, allow this guy to get on the plane with them. <laughs> he has just lied to their faces. And now everyone is pitching in their money to get to the Congo. They don't need him. They don't need him at all. He he literally brings nothing to the table. And by the way, for the next hour, all we find out is bad things about Tim Curry. And all of these points, they could leave him. They could just be like, get the fuck away from us. You don't have any money. You don't have anything. And everyone we meet hates your guts and thinks you're a piece of shit. So I think we're going to cut our losses here. And never does that happen. They don't even have a conversation about it. They're just like, okay. And then keep rolling with old fucking Tim Curry. Fucking bizarre. Um, so he has no money. And then he's like, who's got $56,000? And for some reason, Laura Linney does. But I guess it's because it's the CIA's money. Because <laughs> Laura Linney, I've never seen somebody more adamant about spending 
millions of dollars to 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 do anything. She's just like, I have so much money, I will pay anything to get on this plane. Uh, and then Peter's mad at Laura Linney. That was a weird, cute. There's no uh, romance angle in this movie either, which is interesting. Um, no, they hinted at Peter and Laura, but again, Laura is still holding on to hopes that Bruce is alive. Right. So that, even though they're not a couple, they're fucking an ex. They're exes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And Peter's all. Peter also hates Laura's guts at the beginning. For no for no other reason other than her monkey just keeps calling Laura Linney ugly, just over and over again, which I guess would get on my nerves too. Like it's not, I know it's not Laura's fault, but I'd be like, can you just please leave the fucking room? Like I can't listen to this fucking monkey say ugly gorilla one more fucking time. I'll lose my fucking mind. You got to fucking go. <laughs> it's like when your kids are just like repeating the same shit over and over, like. Okay, like I, I gotta leave the fucking room before like my head fucking explodes. <laughs> ugly monkey, ugly monkey. Okay, something's gotta change here, guys. Uh, Joey Panalone, Panalone, Joey Pan shows up, and yeah, I did have that noted. How much? Hey, how much for your gorilla? Uh, that was like my favorite part. And they're like, the monkey's not for sale, and he's like, it fucking should be. <laughs> I was like, that's, that's before he goes rocks. rocks. Yeah. <laughs> before it has any appeal, he just wants to sell a fucking monkey. Which, by the way, uh, as we'll find out, monkeys just walk up to you in this jungle. So Joey Pan should just go out to the fucking jungle. Shut the, the, the monkeys at your fucking expo. Like <laughs> any convenience, dude. Uh, just, just monkeys at your beck and call. You just fucking walk out there, and one will show up and. Say hi to you. Just fucking go out there and grab one. Um, and then Ernie Hudson shows up. Dude, it was just like hit after hit. You just kept you just kept coming. And then Ernie Hudson is like, I hope you folks have a lot of money. It's just like money talk for the for the for the first hour. Yeah. The first full hour. Everyone being like, How much money do you have? And like it doesn't really matter because Laura Linney has an infinite amount of funds through the CIA and just keeps being like I'll pay whatever. And it's like, okay, this is solved. Like, let's let's not use money as a fucking hurdle for this movie anymore. Because every time it pops up, it's fine. And we have apparently unlimited funds. So I wouldn't fucking sweat it. Um, and this movie just like walks you through an hour of fucking bureaucracy, which is just brutal. Uh, I watched, um, or I started watching the new Children of the Corn movie that just came out. Okay. Um, it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. The but the first half hour, dude, it it might take the cake from Phantom Menace of a a movie just talking about the economy. The just, dude, it's the economy of corn for the first 30 minutes. It's just like dude, they're they're like it's just about the corn economy of this town. Like they have a fucking town hall meeting in real time. D- d- basing their taxes and the how much money the corn brings in and uh, corn it, dude it's unreal and you're just like holy shit i don't think that's what this book was about <laughs> it's 2023 imagine that, that is that is unforgivable to be like hey you know what the remake needs uh, more. more talk about the fucking corn because that was the sell the value of corn corn stocks it was fucking crazy it was so crazy. Anyway, it reminded me of this because, like, any movie that just has that much bureaucracy at the beginning is just like, this is not entertaining. 
And Phantom Menace is the biggest culprit when they were just like talking about fucking the trade routes and the fucking, that was fucking nuts. That was fucking nuts. Um, anyway, through this, we learned that Tim Curry is actually looking for this lost city of, what is it called? Jin, Zin, Zinj. 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 Yeah. The lost city of Zinj. That's what he's looking for. Um, and the last time he went out there, everyone was fucking murdered and he, he had to get like life started out. <laughs> and he's like, nah, it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you could cut your losses right here. It's at the airport. Just fucking leave them. Just continue with your fucking trip. Uh, they do not. Um, then their plane is targeted by uh, heat-seeking missiles. Yeah. The the worst heat-seeking. They, they all explode Flying so run. far underneath the plane. Well, yeah, because Laura Linney and fucking Ernie Hudson are somehow just proficient at, like, shooting flares to, like, <laughs> capture the missile's fucking attention. Is it fucking unreal? Anyway, they- yeah, but the, no, dude, the missiles are exploding under the plane before they even realize what's happening. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, because the plane like shakes, right? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I think that. the plane's going down. I, I don't know. Why is this in the fucking movie? Why is this in the fucking? Movie? This is fucking insane. They, they, so they all have to parachute out of the plane, including the fucking gorilla, which, which is nuts. Um, and th- this is this was like my favorite Tim. Curry sight gag because he's just sitting there like Whoa! like while everyone's jumping out the window he, he like refuses to move dude, he asked what the parachutes are for. dude dude yeah yeah <laughs> he's like oh heck man no like this okay <laughs> unreal <laughs> they got this guy doing a fucking romanian exit uh we then meet the ghost tribe uh so if we didn't have enough going on already we now have this um and they cr- tell the crew that there's a dead white man uh, with a symbol on his clothes. Laura Linney's like, oh, that's our symbol. Um, but it turns out it's not Charles. It's some other fucking guy who's dead. Yeah. Uh, actually, he's not dead. He's alive. He wakes up, sees Amy, freaks out, and then dies. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is the shittiest fucking gag. <laughs> Guy's been in the <sighs> Guy's been on his own in the wilderness for for how long? Unconscious. You find people that speak English, it wouldn't fucking matter, dude. And also, those gray gorillas look nothing like you wouldn't see a normal gorilla and be like, "Oh god!" <laughs> like you might be cautious, but you're not gonna be like, "Ah!" Like, dude, those things it's are them. monsters, dude. It's, for the things that attacked you were fucking legitimate monsters, <laughs> fucking terrifying. Um, in a in a very bizarre movie, there's also a bizarre reoccurring thing where peter constantly refu- like refuses to believe that apes are anything but the most friendly creatures on the planet and that there's no such thing as gray apes which i'm gonna be honest like if somebody like again they didn't expand on the gray apes enough to even warrant this amount of conversation so that's fine but like there should have been a moment where they're like where he's like, what do you mean a gray ape? Like, because I'm sure apes turn gray as they get older. You know what I mean? Like, so if somebody was like, there's a gray ape, you wouldn't be like, there's no such thing as fucking gray apes. You'd be like, well, maybe it was like th- like a silverback and you just saw the back or it's an older monkey. Like, you wouldn't be like, what are you out of your fucking mind? I said, there's no gray apes. <laughs> it's so, it's such an intense reaction. And the same thing when anyone's like, 
these monkeys are uh, kind of violent. And he's like, apes have no sense of violence. <laughs> Bro, he almost gets fucking got by just a silverback that sees him. And like, he almost shits his pants. And for some reason, he's like, yeah, no, it's fine. It's just a friendly ill ape. Just a ape acting friendly. Look at what? <laughs> like, the audacity that he, dude, he is. He has gotten a, a monkey to communicate and use that voice box to to speak, so to say. To to think that, like, he wouldn't be open to the idea or even excited about the idea that there might be a group of like undiscovered monkeys in this area and be like, let's go find these graves. Yeah. He is just like you said, so adamantly defensive about this. It's ridiculous. It's so nuts. It's so nuts. Um, we also get a, an insane hippo attack scene, which Dude, <laughs> for, for no reason, for no reason, no reason. And in a movie that's been like 90% talking at this point, it's like, yeah, thanks for throwing me some action. But like, oh, and by the way, back, this, this is the scene. Cause you kept talking about, um, you keep mentioning how they, they're not reacting to things, right? Like their, their reaction Dude, this is the scene I was thinking about. I, I couldn't remember it while we while, when you mentioned it. This is it. No one reacts to this. Dude, there's people in boats that are getting gobbled up. And they're just like, whoa. Like, they're just looking at each other like, what? It is, it's so weird. I It's bizarre. It is like the megalodon of hippos. <laughs> yes. This is a fucking... Like we're saying monsters for the for the the monkeys. Like this is a mo- this is a legitimate monster. It is a fucking killer hippo. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and the guy, what, what's his name? Grant. Grant. The guy that that guy Grant with the curly hair. He's in one of the boats, like right next to the hippo, like thrashing and killing people. And he just makes a face that is so insane. When if you guys are watching it after you listen to this, look at his face in the boat because he's just like. Whoa, like that's weird. It's the most like if I were the editor, I'd be like, you have to cut this scene because <laughs> no one is reacting to this. No, like no one is reacting to this moment, and it's insane. And dude, I'm wondering if it's just like early CGI, like they didn't know how to react. I would be okay with that if the fact that it was cgi but it was oh. an animatronic hippo get the uh, fuck out or, 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 no no it wasn't even animatronic it was con- it was controlled by somebody it was like a oh. puppet. oh shit because i think and i think it was the hippo it could have been the monkeys but they, they wanted to do the jurassic park cgi because jurassic park like, pioneered that and yeah they, like, couldn't get it no it was the monkeys it was the monkey they wanted they wanted the monkeys to be the jurassic park technology Whoa. but they couldn't get the hair right it, it wouldn't look hairy enough yeah no i could see that i could see that for sure and fun fact the gorillas all look fucking awful they, <laughs> they look dude, so the real gorillas look fucking an insane. embarrassment dude really fucking is like it's, it's so bad it's so bad um and we yeah we after they land we encounter that one super aggressive gorilla that peter uh Claims are not aggressive. Fucking ru- char- charges at him. About to rip his fucking head off. Um, by the way, what's shittier? The Planet of the Apes masks from the remake or or these fucking gorillas? These I- gorillas. These gorillas. <laughs> yeah, these- I agree. I agree completely. I agree completely. Uh, Amy, Amy tries to introduce herself to the fucking silverback and they just walk away because... She's just a stupid fucking monkey. Um, 
she is. <laughs> she walks up, starts fucking signing to these fucking gorillas. I'm like, okay, you're just a fucking idiot monkey. Um, and she's just her feelings are constantly hurt. Is there a bigger mope than fucking Amy? But uh, 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 Amy's just crying the whole fucking movie. She's just always fucking sad. Uh, relax, Amy. You're, you're, this is we. This is your plan. This is your plan. You wanted to come. Your drawings, yeah. Yeah. Been doing it for for a while. Yeah, fucking eyeballs. Uh, we find the lost city of Zinge. It was pretty fucking easy. That it was, was incredibly <laughs> easy. That was nuts. That was nuts. They just walk in and they're like, Tim Curry's like, holy shit, it's real, bro. Dude. You just walked into the jungle. Like, like I, I know, I know you're not a big Indiana Jones guy, no. but like, Indiana Jones finds like, the Holy Grail and the the Ark of the Covenant and and the Temple of Doom. He has to like solve riddles and like do like un like unbelievable feats to yeah. to get these things, which how it should be, right? Yes. They just walk. Like, how is this city lost? And they're not. Right. It's not that deep or like that no. crazy. They survived the hippo attack, right? It could have been found a while ago, if, if you ask me. And it was found. It was found by Bruce Campbell already. So it's like insane. Like, everyone just stumbles across it. It's not lost. Um, did you watch the trailer for the new Indiana Jones movie? I did not. We should do the... I've never seen this crystal skull thing. Ooh. I know. Uh, I, I feel like I, I gotta watch it. But the new trailer is just... Boof. Dude, fucking... Indiana Jones is so old, uh, or Harrison Ford is so old. I mean, so is Indiana Jones, but it's fucking nuts. It's fucking nuts how old he is, and he's like riding a horse in front of a subway. It's fucking crazy. I, just, I mean, it's crazy, dude. Harrison Ford started at like the age of thirty-three. He was a teacher, and then he got his break at like age thirty-three. So he was already oh like, get on his way up there, and now yeah, he's yeah. still doing still doing this shit. Doing Indiana Jones. Um, so they get to the city of Zinge, everything's booby-trapped, uh, and our boy Richard, um, Peter's partner here, he he gets attacked by a great gorilla, then the great gorillas come out, we don't really see them though, they're all in the shadows, um, <laughs> the gorilla throws someone's fucking head at him, and they just fucking pummel the shit out of this gorilla and leave. They, quite honestly, wasn't that much of a struggle, they just beat the shit out of it, left. Um, we get we get a, a terrible, terrible fake out by like Amy jumping onto the onto the screen, growling and, being like, and being like, "Oh, it's just Amy." Like, the first time Amy decides to act like a gorilla is when everyone has a fucking gun out and is on edge. This fucking smart. I'm using air quotes. Smart gorilla. Get the fuck out of here. Everyone's on fucking edge, and then Amy decides to finally act like an ape and like swing from the ceiling and crash down. She fucking pisses me off, that fucking monkey. Um, I'm just going to turn April into, like, a, a monkey-hating month. Anti-monkey anti, 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 anti month. <laughs> Anti-monkey April. Uh, uh, and everything about this uh, really feels anticlimactic. Everything about this movie feels... Like, literally, from here on out, every scene, you're like, uh, uh, oh, that's what we're going to do. Like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Like, we're done with that then. Okay. Like, that's how I felt, like, with, like, literally every scene, I was just like, oh, okay, got it. 
Um, and they never really focus on these weird gorillas, but now it's suddenly our main focus. It's all that we care about. Right. Which is bizarre. Um, there's not a lot of time left. <laughs> there's not a lot. Uh, they secure themselves within a laser force field. I'm, the, the use of lasers in this movie is heavy. <laughs> they love lasers. Um, and the apes surround them, but get burned up in the lasers and firefight happens. And that's that. We also get a hieroglyphic translation from Tim Curry that is presented as if it is one of the biggest revelations in the movie because they just fought off 10 gray apes. Everyone's tired. They, they don't know what to do. They're in this lost city. And Tim Curry goes, I've translated the hieroglyphics. And they say, <laughs> and they say, we are watching you. Hey, Tim Curry, that has been the theme ever since we landed in the Congo is things have been watching us. Regular gorillas, gray gorillas, the ghost tribe, everyone like that's not new. That's not news that they are being watched. And if you, and for a minute, I was like, if they introduce one more group of people that is watching them. I will lose my fucking mind. We do not have enough time for this bullshit. Luckily, even though everyone reacts to that, like, oh, what the fuck? Uh, it doesn't actually mean anything. <laughs> later on, I think dude, they randomly, they casually drop later. They're like, oh, we are watching you was uh, the teachers. The teachers used to say that. What? Why are you fucking, why is this in the movie? Why, why are you telling me that? What the fuck? Why is that in this? Just cut all of that. Just cut it all. Uh, I, I didn't even know what was happening, like, at this point. I was just like, this is fucking nuts. Like, this is just, like, there's no there's no seam. There's no line. Like, I have no idea what our goal is even at this point. And then, again, like, they'd mention Charles. And then you'd be like, oh, right. That's why we're here is to find fucking Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Charles and the Diamonds. <laughs> I mean the, the the laser diamonds in a movie full of lasers. <laughs> they should be talked about more. If you yes, ask everything, even dude, with the amount of talking, everything that every plot point needed a lot more talking done about it. But we got none of it because they were just constantly onto a new topic that they fucking half-ass explain. And also, by the way, Laura Linney, after you survived the hippo attack in the water, I'd be like, hey guys. Charles is fucking dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> guys, I figured it out. Charles is fucking dead. <laughs> Pack up. We got to go. This is, he's clearly not surviving. <laughs> it's like, where is he going to go? Like, he's dead. He's fucking deader than a doornail. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. Um, and this all leads us to our grand finale, a scene that is unfucking real here um and, and you know it you know it you love it it's the caves of the this the lost city uh you know the most famous i don't want to say scene like location in the movie right like if you see yeah, clips of this movie that, this is where it is because uh, that's all they can show that's all they can show and, <laughs> and that like i always i always thought this would be more prevalent in the movie because that's all you see like clips of yes but after watching it, it's just apparent. What else are you going to show to get people interested or talking about? Just this? the last scene in the finale. <laughs> it's 
It's the only thing that has anything going on. Which is why I disagree with people that's like, it's so bad, it's good. If this last scene was a thing that happened regularly throughout, yes. then yes, I would agree. Agreed completely. Agreed completely. If this was just a constant, if this was 45 minutes of monkeys doing this, I'm fucking down these fucking. Which it should have been. Like, just yeah. what do you, the movie's called Congo and you have the monkey on the cover. First of all, why is Amy even in this fucking movie? Dude, there's no reason for Amy in the movie whatsoever because she does to stop the great gorillas by talking to them. And they're like, oh yeah, cool. <laughs> um, and by the way, they, could, they, they oh. could have gone the Jurassic Park route. Like they could yeah. have. It, it, the, those monkeys should have been there from minute 30 on. Yes. And it should have just been like, how are we going to survive this jungle with these monkeys? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then you got the good monkeys and the bad monkeys. That's the other – yeah, like you're mentioning – so with Amy, you don't even get the like um, velociraptors turning into the good guy. Or who turns into the good guy? T-Rex turns into the good guy, kind of, right? At the end, he kills the velociraptors. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would, like there's a switch where you're like, where you're kind of like, oh yeah, like you know he's not like a good guy, but he's like, and they kind of like set that precedent moving forward in the Jurassic Park movies. Yeah, too. but like yeah, that's like what King you Kong, right? Like King Kong, King, King Kong kills people, but like right. he's you know misunderstood, and then like the sequels, you know, you can use him to your advantage, right? You know how to play the game, right? Amy could have been you know anyone but Amy and been effective or there could have been like a, a tribe of good gorillas that she communicated fucking with silverbacks like yeah that, they should have yeah. showed up and had a like a fucking monkey war a war right like yeah. amy fucking splits they're fucking stuck down there with the grays and then they're like we're toast it's it's over and then like amy's amy shows amy up and comes it's like riding amy on has horseback dude dude amy riding on a horseback <laughs> with a whole a whole squad of monkeys right right, right dude this is what I'm saying. And then and then they show up, beat the shit out of the greys. And it's like, and because, by the way, this fucking asshole Peter at the beginning of the movie keeps hyping up that Amy could, to me, which again is like, it, it, this is like groundbreaking. This would be groundbreaking. He's like, Amy can communicate with other apes and then translate to us. And I was like, oh, that is actually a fucking wild idea. That's a fucking wild idea. And they do not do that once in this fucking movie. She never once does it. And then like, but they hyped it up and that could have been that moment where Amy's like, they're friends or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like when the, when the silverbacks show up, like you'd be like, oh fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. But no, that's not what we get guys. Hey, fun fact. Hey guys, don't get your hopes up. We just wrote a way better movie. Uh, (laughs) That is not what happens. What happens is Tim Curry starts picking up diamonds, which the gray gorillas get pissed about. They like, and it is noted. Somebody says it out loud. I think maybe Ernie Hudson is like, Hey man, I think you're fucking pissing them off. I don't know why gorillas need diamonds, but they do not want Tim touching them. Um, and Tim comes face to face with the most hideous grill ever. And they just fucking maul the shit out of him. He's, he's he's done. So, but but while this is happening, our crew just starts fucking wasting gorillas. (laughs) Like there's just like certain things that are just like, that are funny, but they're not funny to watch. And like, one of them is like puppeted, puppeted 
gorillas like just like getting picked off <laughs> like because they're unloading like thousands of rounds of ammunition into these fucking gorillas it's just like so startling of a visual to watch that you just like it's so startling that you just end up laughing because you're just like holy shit like this is fucking crazy just wasting animals um and then this leads Lori, uh Lori, laura laura Linney. To find uh, the, her dead homies, um, which, again, not very surprised. Or for somebody that's so, so pissed about uh, Joe Don Baker, like, not reacting enough to to finding out this person's dead, Laura Linney's like, well, sucks to be you, and, like, grabs a <laughs> diamond out of his fucking hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uses it for the laser. Oh, and by the way, now a volcano starts erupting. The volcano, which <laughs> they are in, starts erupting. So add that to the list of fucking shit that we have to deal with here. We, You don't need this. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Which you said anticlimactic. The volcano does does the job for him. The volcano is what fucking do gets rid of all the monkeys. They don't have to do anything. <laughs> Um, Peter is grabbed by the greys. He's about to get killed. And Amy shows up, calls the gorillas ugly and they all, and tells him to go away. And it, it fucking works. It fucking works. They, they leave Peter alone, <laughs> which by the way, you're like, maybe this is a weird peaceful ending. Maybe they just escape without hurting any more monkeys. Wrong. Laura Linney puts the diamonds into the laser beam, which is not intended for this purpose, but can be used for this purpose, which seems insane to me. Um, and I, I forget what, what the, what Peter says. He's like, he's like, well, we got to deal with these things, these, these gorillas. And she's like, put them on the endangered species list. And then cuts them all in half with a late, with a fucking giant laser. Beam. <laughs> <laughs> Cutting off limbs, heads, decapitating apes. Just Sawing through them with a fucking laser beam. Unreal. Unfucking real. And unnecessary because the room is filling with lava and lava. For, what, for, whatever, <laughs> for whatever reason, the apes are just jumping in. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just like, ah! dude, these apes for all intents and purposes are highly intelligent, right? Like, yes. And they live in this volcano. Dude, they live in this volcano. Like, I feel like th- they, they have find some a way semblance to fuck of out. what to do. Yeah, <laughs> crawl out of the top. Um, no, they're uh, these these poor fucking ape bastards are fucking dead. They're fucking dead. Oh my god. Uh, Linny Linny leaves, and uh, she's like, "Hey, get that fucking bin. It's got a giant balloon in it." <laughs> sure enough, there is a hot air balloon in a box. Uh, <laughs> That they have. <laughs> the fuck? What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck? <laughs> the movie is not good. Um. Uh, and so they also wouldn't it be so funny if that fucking balloon we shot down with a fucking missile that our government shot down with a missile turned out to be just Amy the gorilla trying to get get, get back. Uh, she called Laura Linney while they're getting the balloon ready. Calls Joe Don Baker, who's like, "Did you get the fucking diamond?" She's like, "No, and your kid's dead." And he's like, "You fucking idiot!" About the diamond, not the kid. Uh, and then this, she's like, "I fucking told you if this was about the diamond, 
I was gonna do something. And, <laughs> and what she does would have wound her in jail, prison, probably, uh, because I'm pretty sure she blows up a fucking satellite, uh, as well as state-owned equipment and diamonds. <laughs> yeah, the Travicom satellite, the fucking act of terrorism. Bl- blows up everything for the government. You would be in jail so fucking fast, it would be unreal. And you're also, fucking hot I, I love, dude, I, I love movies like this where like, they are high-ranking officials in the state, yeah. but they're also apparently the only two people that work for the entire government <laughs> and CIA. They're the only two people. And they're like somehow like kind of related. Yeah. Uh, Amy then tells Peter that she's going to go hang out with the good gorillas. Um, and we see the silverback is back. Also, is it alluded to that, you know, she's just going to get, you know, monkey plowed by that fucking silverback? Sure. Because it's a little weird, but like it's weird that they even like got to that level. Like Peter's like, "Well, he is a handsome guy," and you're like, "Well, what the fuck?" And then at the end, he's like, he's like piecing it together. Like he's the first guy that realized monkeys have sex, and he's like, "I think she wants to." This is how he's talking. He's like, "I think she wants to uh, do something." And Laurel and he's like, "Hey, man, we gotta fucking go." Like we're gonna. (laughs) (laughs) The monkey's fucking gone. Let's just fucking roll. And, like, this is what the whole trip was for, was to, well, actually, no, what was the trip for? What was the trip for, Joe? I don't know. I guess it was multiple trips. So, it was Amy, yes. So, Peter's trip was to get Amy to the wild. So, this shouldn't be a surprise. And then, Laura Linney's trip was to find a dead guy, and she did. And that shouldn't be a surprise either. So, sounds like a fucking waste of a trip to me. Um, For sure. And that's it. Amy goes on her own way, and uh, Peter's kind of sad. And not one of them thought to bring home a fucking giant diamond that they would never have to work again. A diamond so rare and old, like you could just sell. None of them chose to do that. They just walked away empty-handed. And probably with a warrant out for their arrest for domestic terror. For sure. As soon as they step (laughs) foot on American soil, they are... Done. Would you recommend people watch this movie, Joe? No, no, I would not. Yeah, what a waste of fucking time. Um, <laughs> and it took forever to watch. Somehow, it's an hour forty-five, and it's just not there, man. Not there. Yeah. Uh. So Congo a, bu- a bust. Congo's a bust, but that's okay. Congo's a bust. Next week we have Brain Dead. Is that what we're doing? That is what we are doing. Brain Oh, dead. shit. I thought it was Planet of the Apes. That, right, that's what right. I thought, let's, too. Let's, I keep thinking oh. Planet of the Apes is higher. But we're doing Planet of the Apes and then the remake the week after for the live show. Okay. So, um, yeah, no. Brain Dead, Planet of the Apes, and then Planet of the Apes 2001. Uh, which I'm so excited to do the Planet of the Apes. I, I, I have loved those movies since I was a kid. I was, like, fucking raised on those movies. And... Um, it- I would do all of I would do all the sequels. They're 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 fun. They're all fun to me. Like, like they get way worse, but they they're still fun as shit. They're still fun as shit. There, there was a channel when we were kids that used 
to play those, like all of them, except for the first one, except for the original Planet right. of the Apes. Because <laughs> they would play costs. everything after that. Yeah, it probably costs way more. Everyone else is like, I don't give a fuck if you play Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. I think it was Sci-Fi Channel. I think because that's what I used to watch it on. I used to watch it on Sci-Fi Channel a lot. All of those movies because that was when Sci-Fi was. Like, all they really had was Mystery Science Theater 3000. And then, other than that, I think they were playing fucking shitty movies. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Fun fact, there's a Mystery Science Theater uh, shout-out in um, Who Shot Mr. Burns. Okay. <laughs> Which I watched. Oh, tying it all back together. I like it. For the first time in show history, and it's about The Simpsons. Um <laughs> So we're I mean, do you remember how much of a of a, of a who done it that was? Like it, it ended with him explain. being shot at the end of the, the season, and like kids would talk about it on the playground. Like there was theories, and there's yeah. comic books with the theories. Pogs was a thing, and like yeah. you had like the who shot Mr. Burns Pogs, and like it gave like you had they had like a Luke. Pogs collection where it's like it could have been this guy, and this is why. And I was like, oh fuck, maybe it was him, dude. I was trying to explain to James why that episode was so cool because honestly. Without the hype surrounding it, you're just like, okay. Like, because then, like, you just watch the next episode immediately. And right. we had to wait a fucking year for that shit. Wait a year. That's crazy. Yeah. It was fucking nuts. I was trying to explain it to him, but these fucking kids these days, they don't care. They don't care. Um, so that is it for this week. Uh, Brain Dead, Planet of the Apes, and our live show. Our live show is April 29th, 9 p.m. Saturday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure you get on over to patreon.com slash I Hate Horror and join us for that. I'm so excited for that live show. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I'm very excited for that. Uh, it's been a while for, since our last uh, live show. So, um and then, uh, yeah, and then I'm going to start doing Walking Dead stuff, I think, this week. Our schedules are a little wonky in April, so I think I think this week is the one I'm going to start it on. Um, What's the live show? The, tw- the 29th, you said? The 29th, yes. Okay. Um, and then that is it, guys. Patreon.com slash I Hate Horror, I Hate Horror.com, and Instagram at I Hate Horror. Joe, where can they find you? Uh, Instagram, Boognish1985. Excellent. Thanks to Joe for doing the show as always. Thanks to all of you for listening. And uh, for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. Thank <laughs> you.